Let's look at the book of uh, Mark chapter 5. Thank you. Um, and can we read it together? And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. Have anybody here ever gone to a doctor, and it seems like you went in there with a runny nose, and by the time that he was done with you, you had a runny nose, a cough, and a stomach ailment? Right, this is the woman, you know, she actually, she spent all she had and she didn't get better, but she actually got worse. When she had heard of Jesus, look, read it together with me, come on now. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed by that plague. And Jesus, merely knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and says thou who touched me. And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what she was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I want to talk to you on the subject of press in. Lord, we thank you for your word. Bless your word. Let it become revelatory to us. Help us. Give us the understanding, God. Give us the ability. Anoint our ears that we may hear and our heart we may receive also. Lord, we ask this afternoon that you will quicken our bodies. Help us today to see things we have never seen before. Bless your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, this story is very common. Uh, we hear it uh, often all the time because uh, right before this story is a man by the name of Jairus who had a daughter. You hear it. And his daughter was dead and he was imploring Jesus, Jesus, would you come to my house? And he was a leader of the synagogue. And Jesus said, I'm on my way with you, Jairus. And as they were on their way, he's being thronged. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, everywhere he went, people wanted to be with him? And I often think about it. I said, God, uh, everybody wanted to be with you. It didn't matter uh, uh, if, if people were sinners. It didn't matter if people were drug addicts. It didn't matter if they were uh, prostitutes. It didn't matter if they were tax collectors. It didn't matter if they were Pharisees or Sadducees, uh, wealthy people, common people, poor people, men, women, children, boys and girls. People wanted to be with Jesus. You know, uh, I often think and say, God, is that like that in my life? Is that when people, am I, when people are around me, do they want to be around me? It's because, see, when you have the presence of God in your life, people should enjoy being around you. Amen. Amen. 
If people say that they have Christ in them and they are Christians and people don't enjoy being around them, there is something wrong. Because oftentimes, people that are around Jesus, they enjoy being around Jesus. They enjoy it. The kids enjoyed him. Uh, the elderly enjoyed him. The young people enjoy him. The men, the women, everybody enjoyed the fishermen, the, the lawyer. They enjoyed being around him. Some of them enjoyed him because of his intellect. Some of them enjoyed him because uh, uh, of the wisdom that he uh, displayed and, and shared. Some enjoyed him because maybe uh, he was charismatic. Some enjoyed him because the miracles. Some enjoyed him because they knew that he was the Messiah. Uh, some enjoyed him because he was a great teacher uh, and that he was able to give great understanding of the word of God. People are attracted to Jesus. And here this woman was sick. You know, this story is also in the book of Luke chapter 8. But we're going to look at it here in Mark. You know, in Luke chapter 8, 43 and 48, and you can look at it later, it's the same story <coughs> about the same woman. But in Mark, I want you to look at a couple things. That is very, 12 years she was sick. 12 years she had an issue. You know what the number 12 means? It represents authority or God divine authority. That's why there were 12 tribes of Israel. That's why there were 12 uh, 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 disciples. You know, it, it represents governmental or divine governmental foundation or authority upon the earth. And here in her life, the number 12 here represents that through her life, the foundation of her life, the authority, it's her blood, there was an issue. It was sick. And everything that uh, happens in your life, in your body, the first thing is when your body is not feeling well, what does the doctor do? They always check your blood. Can I get a little vial of your blood? And uh, because your blood is where uh, it tells the doctors what's wrong with you. It is the blood is where your lifeline is. Without your blood, you could no longer live because the blood is what carries everything through your body. It is what carries the good nutrients, the bad nutrients. It carries the, the viruses and the bacteria. The blood is what deals with a person's life and yet in her life she had the money but she had the doctors but they couldn't get her any better until she heard about Jesus See, oftentimes, um, we, we have uh, uh, in our ability, we look at uh, our life and we have issues in our life that is causing us to not be well. And we search out, the world search out for all kinds of experts. All kinds of experts. And spend all kinds of money. And yet they don't get better, they get worse. Oftentimes I, I see this with people all the time. You see them, they go out and they find experts to help them with their marriage, to help them with their uh, uh, mental uh, uh, capability, to help them with this and that and that. And that is not wrong. But the Bible says that when she heard of Jesus, 
She said, you know what? I, I heard about a man named Jesus. And you have to understand something. Because she had an issue of blood, she was considered unclean. The book of Leviticus 15 says that if there's a woman that had an issue of blood, she was considered a, uh, uh, unclean for seven days and she had to be put outside the camp. That means everything that she sat on was unclean. Every person she touched became unclean. Did you know that the chair that she sat on became unclean? That the bed, the sheeting that she slept on became unclean? The clothes she wore was unclean. If she touched you, you became unclean. And you had to wash your clothes and bathe yourself, and you would be unclean until the evening. So could you imagine everywhere she went for 12 years, everybody would say, unclean, unclean. Look out for that woman. She's unclean. See, there's things in uh, people's lives that uh, I would say like this, that in our life that uh, uh, we deal with, but we don't deal with it with Jesus. See, there are things that we uh, might uh, use our intellect and our money and our expertise and all these things. But brothers and sisters, you have to bring all of your issues to Jesus. She was bleeding. Her life was no good. Without the blood, you become very weak. That means a person could literally bleed themselves to death. And yet she was sick and she didn't know how to control it. And yet every time she would get near anybody, they could call her unclean until she found Jesus. And she did something that really... If people knew, I often read this story, why in the world, the moment she got healed, she touched Jesus, he knew. And this is what I want to get. The Bible says in verse 33, but the woman feared and trembled. Look at verse 33, but the woman fearing and trembling. Why, why in the world was she in fear and trembling? It is because by the law, it states that if she was unclean, she was not allowed to touch Jesus. And she knew if she were to touch Jesus being unclean, now look at what happened, it would make him unclean. It, that's why I often think it said, why didn't she just touch him and she just want to touch his clothes? Because she knew that in the Levitical law, it states that if anything she sat on, uh, the bed she sat on became unclean. The, the sheet she sat on would be unclean. So she didn't want to touch Jesus because she figured that because of her uncleanness, she touched him, he would have to be unclean. So she figured I would just uh, 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 cause a little bit of frustration for him and just... Maybe his clothes would be unclean and he'll just have to wash his clothes. Do you understand? You ever understand why she would just touch his clothes and not him? She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. It is because she knew that it, he could wash his clothes, but if she touched him, possibility be that he might be unclean. But see, this is a story of God and his grace on his church. 
Because while she thought that she was unworthy to even touch him or have him come or stop him, she, the Bible says that she pressed through the crowd and just touched him. And immediately she touched him. She became whole. She became clean. What she didn't realize was she, uh, while she was worried that her, her issue would cause Jesus to be uh, unclean and inconvenience him, what she didn't realize was Jesus was born so that he can be what? The one that can heal those that are sick. See that oftentimes people do like this. Lord, I am not worthy for you to bless me. I am not worthy for you to heal me because of my past, my this or that. But the Bible says that you and I are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. That your sin and my sin and your issues and my issues will never cause Jesus to be unclean. And oftentimes, we, the, what keeps us from pressing in to Christ is it is our own mindset and the legal things that have been placed upon us. Are you getting me? Yes. Oftentimes, people say, oh, you're not good enough. Oftentimes, people would say, oh, uh, uh, or the enemy would say, how can God forgive you when you've done all that you have done? Uh, how can you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over? How can God forgive you? Or how can, or maybe it's someone like this, or how can God forgive me when I keep messing up over and over and over and over? See, the issue wasn't that she didn't want to get well. Obviously, she did. She spent all her money. She tried to get better. She just couldn't. Because the answer of the world or the answer that she needed could not be given to her by the experts of the world. Brothers and sisters, I would say it like this today, that the answer that this world needs to deal with their life issues, because blood is life, uh, the answer that this world needs to deal with their life issues is not going to be found by experts and spending. It's going to be found when people hear about Jesus. Brothers, sisters, when people hear about Jesus, and then their heart will come to a place where they said, if I can just get a glimpse or if I can just touch Jesus, I might not be worthy for him to come to my house, but if I can just touch him and I know something is going to happen. See, we've got to allow people to hear about Jesus. And see, when they hear about Jesus, then they'll be able to break past the noise and break past uh, uh, all the condemnation and break past all of the hurt and pain and press through the crowd. The, the ones that uh, maybe nobody wants to be around her, but there were crowded people and there were so many people around Jesus that they somehow, somewhere, they can hear Jesus. This woman here understood that one thing, she was unclean. I often thought, I said, Lord, 
Uh, what she didn't realize was you came to die for the unclean. What she didn't realize was she, he came to die for those that are, had an issue of life. She, he came to die for those that, that have been ravaged by life and, and hurt by life. She, he came to save those that God has established the authority on the earth. But somewhere along the line, their life has been sick. Until she heard about Jesus. How many of us heard about Jesus in our life? Yeah. How many of our friends that, that might need to hear about Jesus? Because the moment they hear about Jesus, then they can press in. See, oftentimes I, I hear people say, well, I, I can't get any help. No, no, but have you heard about Jesus? See, uh, if you realize what this woman went through, she had lost everything. She had spent everything. Not only did she uh, not get better, but the Bible says that she rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came into the crowd. See, brothers, sisters, we have to allow and get our Jesus out to those that need to hear about him. We have to get to a place and say, hey, brother, uh, I might not have the answer. And, and I know you've been trying many things, but, uh, uh, but if you could just let me share with you about Jesus. If you could hear about the Jesus that I know. That, that he came to deal with your blood issues. He came to deal with your life issues. The things that's causing you to be weak. The things that's causing you to be worse and not better. The things that have held you bound. You know, this lady, she's one of those that when you get sick enough, you're so desperate, you do almost anything. I remember laying in bed and, and uh, all night, and Lou was staying in another room, and I said, honey, I, I, I'm not feeling well. You don't want to be in this room. And I, I had all this medicine, in, and I'm praying and medicine, and I had this headache where it, it just wouldn't go away. I mean, it, it, just, it just, you know, you ever had one of those where it just kept pounding you and pounding you and pounding you and pounding you? And then when it quit, and you think it quit pounding you, it keeps pounding you again. And then I was coughing, and not one or two cough, but it kept coughing and coughing and coughing. And then once you thought, after about 20 times, you thought you'd have relief. And then you're like, thank you. And you take one breath, and it starts again. Right? Uh, at that very moment, I was so desperate that I wished that I had somebody come and just knock me out. You know that, that you just want to be knocked out because you're just so weary in your body. And this I can imagine, I'm not saying I understand this woman, but I can imagine the mindset her, of her that she's like, you know what? I don't care if he becomes unclean, but I heard about him. And if, I, if he's as powerful as he is, let me just, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Some people, some, maybe that's us, maybe that's you, maybe that's someone you know, they need to press in and touch Jesus. Maybe right now you might be 
saying, Pastor, but you know what? I don't, I don't know. But there will come to a point where you need to press in and break past all those things and people and voices and not worry about being so protocol, so proper. You just got to be desperate to get in. And I'm going to leave you with three things, and, it, and I'm not going to be long today. I'm going to leave you with three things, and what, verse 34, and we're going to leave it this. And he said unto her, did you know that? But the woman fearing, and he said unto her in th verse 34, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace and be whole of your play. Wait a minute, Jesus. She heard of you. She touched your garment. You felt virtue leave you. And here you say, girl, daughter, you're healed, not because you touched me. Wait, what? You're healed, not because virtue left me. You're healed is because you had enough faith to come see me. See, brothers and sisters, people want the quick fix answer, but I can tell you like this. Faith is what got her to be whole. Faith is the fuel, or I would say this, faith was the cure for her ailment. <laughs> faith was the cure to her life issues. Faith is the cure to whatever you are going through. That's why you've got to press in, or in another way, I would say like this, press forward. That no matter what you're facing now, give God the praise and say, God, I might be losing it all, God, I might be worse than when I began, but by your, by faith, I got to come see you. By faith, I got to press through. By faith, I have to press in. By faith, I have to press forward. Faith was the cure, or I would say the pill that she needed. I wish there was one of those, right? We just, anybody, you know, had one of those pills where you just, you wish you drink that pill and you just lose all the weight and you have the perfect body. Yeah. I think there was a movie about that, right? The crazy professor or whatever, and he drank a pill and he became this handsome young guy who everybody liked. But see, he says to her daughter, he says to her daughter, daughter, he says to her daughter, he didn't say to him lady, he didn't say to her woman, he didn't say to her whatever, he says daughter, he says, you know what it is, child of God, your faith has made you whole. It's amazing to me that the faith of God is so simple, but yet we make it like a mountain. It's amazing to me that oftentimes we make uh, the faith that we need to change our life so big like Mount Everest. 
But yet here, all she had to do was come forward. All she had to do was touch. And he says that the faith, your faith, have made you whole. So the faith is the key. It wasn't about the touching. It wasn't about the activity. It wasn't about your effort. Because we know that we are saved by grace, by through faith. Y'all quiet. I don't know what's going on today. <laughs> by your faith, everything moves God. You want to move God? Has anybody ever, ever prayed and said, Lord, I, I really want to move God? Move the hand of God? You know what it takes? Faith. It doesn't take screaming. It doesn't take us doing 100 jumping jacks. Thank God. It doesn't take us doing cartwheels. It takes faith. God is only moved by faith. And it is by her faith that says, you know what? I know that I might risk him being unclean. I know I might risk. But you know what? I'm just going to, if I could just touch the hem, I don't even need to touch his toes. I don't need to touch his feet. I don't need to touch his arm. I don't need to touch his back. Just his clothes is more than I need. And immediately she knew that she was healed. Because whatever plagued her was no more. And so the seed or the pill or the answer to her sickness was wrapped up in this five-letter uh, word called faith. Brothers and sisters, the answer to whatever you're dealing with is wrapped up in a five-letter word called faith. And he says, your faith is what made you whole. It wasn't your action, now this will mess you up. Because there are some people that say, well, uh, it's, uh, the reason I don't have my answer is because I don't live right. Oh, because of the reason uh, I don't have my answer because, well, I skipped church last week. Uh, you shouldn't skip church, but anyway. Uh, <clears throat> the reason I don't have my answer is because of this. I didn't do this or I didn't do that. or Because uh, the reason I don't have my answer is because yesterday I forgot to read my scripture. And, 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 and uh, on Monday I didn't read it either. Uh, see, no. The, the answer is not about her action. It wasn't about her touching. It was about her faith saying, God, if I could just. So when faith is able to move you to action, then you know you'll have the answer. Oh, man. When, I'll say that again so you could tweet it. When faith is able to move you to action, then you'll have your answer. And he says, then he goes, your faith has made you go, oh, go in peace. You know, I love that with Jesus. When you deal with Jesus and you leave him, he never leaves you in distraught. Have you ever been with people when you leave, you're just in distraught? Have you forget just being with them. Have you ever been on the phone with people and the time you hang up with them, you're just distraught? 
never mind being in their presence. You're just like, oh my goodness, I wish I never took that call. Yes, but when you are with Jesus, he always leaves you with peace. And you know, brothers and sisters, these are lessons that we should learn. That when people come into our life and they are a part of us, we should become an addition. Right, girls? And not a liability. Because people that are addition, always when people leave them, they feel good. They feel peace. See, that's Jesus. Your faith. It wasn't by your works. It was by your work, your faith that moved you to work, that gave you the answer, that left you with peace. Brother and sister, she had peace, but it didn't start out that way. It started out in pain. It started out in loss. It started out in not knowing. It started out that way, but the moment she heard about Jesus and her faith moved her to action, gave her the answer, left her with peace. And see, I love that about our God, is in our life when people come into our life and we are the example of Jesus to them, that when they leave, are they left better and are they left leaving in peace? And that their life feels better. Now, there's some people, they'll tell you that you left them with no peace, but that's not true. Just, they just mad at everybody. <laughs> and from that moment on, we, read, no, we don't read anywhere else where this woman has ever had to deal with her plague again. And the Bible, in the King James, it specifically says the word plague that it wasn't meant to be in her life. That somewhere along the line, life issues happened, and she was plagued by this disease. That everything in her life, that her blood issue was running through her life. That there was nothing that she could do to stop this plague. But when she heard about Jesus, maybe that is some people, maybe I'm preaching to you about areas in your life. Maybe I'm preaching to you because somewhere this week that a friend of yours, a relative of yours, someone you know is going to need to hear that their life is plagued and if they could only put their faith into action in Christ. Because, see, I'm going to tell you that what people re need to really realize about their identity in Christ See, our identity in Christ is already sure. There is nothing you have to do to be a child of God that created you in his image. You have to accept him. But the moment you do, the Bible says that you are born again or, or your spirit lives again. But we are the righteousness of God. See, when you stand there and you can think and say, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. It changes your perspective yes. about saying, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not great enough. 
I'm not holy enough. See, when you are the righteousness of God, you begin to live out the truth, the identity of who Christ is in you. See, oftentimes that we live a life like this, that we live a life of conditional love. We live a life of conditional love, and that's not grace. And oftentimes people fail in who they become in Christ is because they don't identify themselves as the righteousness of God. See, the righteousness of God puts you in a place that you can identify and begin to live a life more free. Instead of trying to live out your faith, you just live. Because you're already the righteousness of God. See, that's, that's, that's the trick of the enemy, is trying to confuse us to thinking that we have to do something to be the righteousness of God. We are already the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Because yet, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Let us stand. Everybody okay? You know, as they prepare to play a song, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. Just wherever you are, close your eyes for a moment and ask the Lord. Search your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit, search your heart. Lord, are there issues in my life? Is there blood issues that's bleeding out of my life? I'm not doing well in it. I'm worried, I fear, I'm stressed. I want you to ask yourself this. Do you really believe that you are the righteousness of Jesus? That you really believe that, Lord, I am. That I am truly your child. I identify as a king's kid. And wherever your answer is, maybe you feel sometimes, maybe you feel oftentimes you're confused about it. But God says that you are his righteousness that you are royal, you are holy. This is what the Word of God says, that you were paid with a price. He knew you when you were yet in your mother's womb, that while you were yet sinning, He still died for you. So when you are not feeling at your best, I want you this week to say this to yourself. I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ.
just like this lady she pressed in she touched his garment <coughs> it's her faith put that action to receive her answer put your faith into action to receive your answer I am the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ Heavenly Father, we thank you 